Today, I want to focus on the gospel for whatever reason. The reality of the gospel is a couple things. If you listen to the gospel, first of all, Jesus Christ, and I give you the, since I don't have it written, you're going to have to bear with me now. <laughs> Luke chapter 10. Never know where Father's going, do you? <laughs> Luke chapter 10. That's because Father never knows where he's going. <laughs> There's a couple things I want to deal with when we deal with this. Because, and we listen to the second reading today, it talks about the crucifixion and the boasting of the cross of Christ. And that's important, but we've been talking about the cross now for at least the last month and focusing on the cross and the reality of that. But let's jump now to the gospel today. First of all, in chapter 10, verse 1, he says, of Luke, chapter 10, verse 1, After this, the Lord appointed a further 72 and sent them in pairs to every town and place he intended to visit. Now, notice that here Jesus sends people out in pairs that we can't do anything alone. Do you ever feel alone? <laughs> Trust me. None of us are called to do this thing alone. I took a bunch of children this past week, you know, to Cedar Point. 27 kids and one adult, me. And in the midst of that, a tornado came or a water spout and people, it was something like you saw on television, huh? I mean, people were screaming, running over people, trying to get out of the park. It was not a very good thing. I felt very alone that day, huh? But, so interestingly enough, the gospel that morning, if this was Tuesday, if anyone goes to daily mass, and I would hope 80% of you do, the gospel that day was there was, uh, Jesus was in a boat and a storm suddenly came up. And everybody started to scream. And they said, Jesus, don't you care? So as soon as the storm came, I saw this big funnel coming towards us, I didn't say, Jesus, don't you care? I said, I heard you this morning, Lord, now I'm trusting in you. So in the midst of that, though I figured for a moment I was alone, I was not. He was right there. But the reality of the presence of Jesus in our life every day is very real. You'll receive him today, so Jesus is always with you, you're never alone. But, like anything in the church, he calls us to be a sacrament of that. You know, Jesus forgives us, but it comes fullness through the priest who forgives you your sins in the name of Christ, and you have that sacramental life. Well, the same thing must be when Jesus sends us out, he gives someone to us in our lives to make sacramentally present his presence. So that all of us are called to do this with one other or with others in our ministry to go out and proclaim the good news. Jesus calls us together as a community, the community of bread of life, to evangelize. There's two things we exist for in this parish. One is to praise God, and we do that. The second is to evangelize and to bring people to know the love of Jesus Christ. And so any way that we can come together, you know, the reality is if Jesus sent them out two by two, then we must do that. Do you ever pretend to be a lone ranger? If you do, that's a sin. Confess it, repent of it, and get with another. Get with another. You and I are not strong enough to conquer things in our lives by ourselves. You and I need another to do that with us. 
And a good way to do that is to get a spiritual director is a great way to do that. It doesn't have to be a spiritual director. It can be a mentor, someone who you have great faith in, in that they're strong in the Lord that can help you. Another way is one of the things that we're going to be doing here very soon is the small groups where you come together together and you grow in the love of Jesus Christ. That's important that we don't do this alone. I am a very weak human being, and I know that all of you know that, and you hate that, don't you? <laughs> but the reality is that I can't do it myself. When I was last week or two weeks ago, I was with Emmaus, and I went to uh, my spiritual director, and I says, Oh, Pete, can I go to an order? <laughs> and he goes, No, I will pray against you, and I love God more than you do, so I'll win. And I says, Thank you, you pagan, you, so I couldn't go but the need to go and do it with others, that we need to do that. And since I'm not allowed to go to an order, because my spiritual director said no, then the purpose of a diocesan priest is to create the community here. And so, brothers and sisters, you are the community God gave me, and I am the priest that God gave you. It's a horrible thing. <laughs> Oh, sure, now you clap. Yeah. <laughs> so we need to do this together, first of all. We're here together. The second thing is that he goes and he says, we need to, uh, let's go down. Be on your way, and I am sending you as lambs in the midst of wolves. Huh? Hmm, in verse 3. I am sending you as lambs in the midst of wolves. Now, what he's trying to tell us here is that we need to be people that know that they're out there to kill us. Huh? The other day, I don't know if anybody watches EWTN, but on EWTN they had the story of St. John Bosco. And everybody hated him, except for the kids. They tried to poison him, they tried to beat him, they tried to shoot him. Both sides were against him, and yet he kept coming back and he was faithful. And so when we go out into the world, we've got to know there's going to be people that don't like us. Huh? There's one of the, uh, that's just a reality. And it, when people don't like us, that's sometimes a very good sign. Huh? We're doing something right. We're saying things about what it is we need to say. We're evangelizing when people are doing wrong, especially in a world like today. And we say what you do is wrong, but we do it in love, then they mightn't like us. But that's okay. Now, let's go on. Go into every city, that's not important, that's not important. It's easier for there, that's not important. Uh, 72, 17 we go down to. Let's go to chapter 10, verse 70, uh, 17. The 72 returned in jubilation, saying, Master, even the demons are subject to us in your name. He said in reply, I watched Satan fall from the sky like lightning. See what I have done, I have given you power. Now see, that's important again. You know, sometimes we as followers of Jesus walk around victimized. We walk around like, I don't have any power, I can't do it. You can do it. You have been given power by Jesus Christ to deal with things in your life. I have been given power, and yet so often in my own life, I walk around like a wimp. Like, oh, I can't do it. Well, that's just me. It isn't me. God gave me power to deal with things in my life. So what is it you in your life this day feel enslaved by? Do you feel like a slave sometimes? Yes, I do. There are things in my life that enslave me. 
But Jesus looks at you today and says, listen, I have given you power over the devil. I have given you power to tread on the demons. And that comes all the way back from where? In Genesis, you do realize that what he's doing here is he's giving us a new creation. Go back to Genesis. What we do in here in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, the first thing of hope of salvation comes from the woman and the offspring of the woman, which here is not just Jesus Christ, but everybody who is in Jesus Christ. When it says here, I will put entity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will strike at your head. He, he will strike at your head while you strike at his heel. That we are going to crush the devil in our lives. That is the promise of Jesus Christ to you. That with Our Lady, with Christ Jesus, we are the offspring we have power to defeat the devil in our life. And that needs to embrace that because we don't buy into that sometimes. I know I don't. And that the only way that that is going to happen is if I'm with a community of believers that support me. And all of us, knowing that we're weak but strong in Christ, that when I am weak, that when you are weak, we can go to one another and say, you got to pray for me here. you got to help me. Because I don't have it in myself. But when we come together, we have power in the name of Jesus Christ. So get that, underline that, make sure you know it. That's Jesus' promise to you that I have given you power to tread on snakes and scorpions and all the forces of the enemy, and nothing shall ever injure you. That means spiritually. You and I have the power over that. You know, how often do you hear this? Not very. <laughs> Going anywhere. Oh, here we go. We just, we're weak human beings trying to plot along. Yes, we are weak human beings in ourselves. That should get us. We are weak in ourselves, but not in Jesus. Then he says, nevertheless, do not rejoice so much in the fact that the devils are subject to you, but that your names are inscribed in heaven. And that's the third point of today. Jesus calls us together to be a community of strength in Him. He gives us power to defeat Satan in our life, to defeat weakness in our life, to defeat the world. You know, we have already know the end of the Bible. We won, right? We won. Now finally, He says, your name has been written in heaven. Your name has been written in the book of life. That means in spite of our weakness, in spite of our sin, in spite of our selfishness, that Jesus Christ stands and He writes our name on His heart. He is the book of life. We are inscribed with Him forever. And that He constantly, you know, one of the images of Christ, especially in Hebrews, is about Jesus Christ as the intercessor, the intercessor. That right now at this moment, you know, we often just think about Jesus, we pray to Jesus, but very clearly in the Scriptures, He is the one who intercedes for us also. He is the one mediator, huh? So at this very moment, there is Jesus on His knees, if you will, before the Father, interceding for you. Right now, Jesus Christ is on His knees before the Father and saying, Father, I pray for my Son. Father, give Him strength. 
Father, I pray for my daughter. Father, give her strength. And Jesus, think, think about your intercessor. Is Jesus Christ himself the one who died for you, the one who gave you power and stands before the face of his Father and says, Father, I come before you and I beg you to have mercy on them. I beg you to give them strength. I beg you to help them every moment of your life. Jesus Christ stands before the Father interceding and mediating for you and for me. What power there is in that. Just to know that, that I have been redeemed by what Jesus Christ has done. And that He is on my side. So often in our struggle with sin, we don't think He's on our side. We think He's out to get us, huh? I just sinned. You're mad at me now, God. I know. I'm no good. But He's right there interceding for you. Your name has been written. And your name has been written in the blood of Jesus Christ. It's His blood, which is the ink, that puts your name in the book of life. And Jesus says what is in His hands will not be snatched away. So you and I need to be telling our faces, please, that we're going to live forever in the blood of Christ and that we have power and all things are possible for us because of Jesus. You got it? You get it? Good. Nature, you know, is love today and forever. Amen.